Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and today's episode is episode number 114. Uh, different definitions of free will, different refutations. Um, my co-host, Anel, was supposed to be here, but he lives in Manhattan, and we're expecting snow, and so he's not here. And so he, he'll be here, I don't know, in a couple weeks. I mean, like, all right, whatever. All right, so let's get on with the show. Um, first, I want to, well, actually, since this whole show, ordinarily, I just describe what we mean by free will and then refute and then say what's important by it. But because this whole show is about that, and I've done several other shows with the same theme, I'm just going to go through the different definitions and refute them in turn. Okay, but first I want to just explain why this show is important. The Big Bang, nature, God, you call it whatever you will, compelled us to be completely deluded about who we are as human beings. Why, why the universe would, would have us so deluded about this, I have no idea. You know, how, how could you know? But, but that's the case. I mean, it's not the first time nature, whatever compels us, has done this. Like, we once believed that everything was flat. You know, the world was flat. You know, like, that was like, you know, the, the, the idea of it being an orb was, it was absurd. You know, people on the bottom would have felt fallen off, whatever. And we once believed that, that the world is completely motionless because it feels completely motionless. I mean, who would, who would, um, who would suspect that we're like revolving around this sun, this star, at over 60,000 miles per hour? I mean, that's, you know, but, you know, that's, that's the reality. So, like, you know, nature, God, whatever, the universe likes to deceive us. And so, like, <laughs> it's, it's deceived us about who we are as people. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get this right. You know, because it is important to our future between like climate change and all, you know, you know, the, the free will belief encourages conflict, hostility, competition, blaming, self-blame. And all this stuff is, you know, our future is so challenging. We, we won't afford, we, we won't be able to afford the luxury of being distracted by, by blaming and self-blame and all. We've got so much to do. And so to the extent we overcome this illusion, you know, facing the future is going to be much more civilized, humane, and um, pleasant for everyone. All right, so let's get on with the show. So, different definitions of free will, different refutations. Uh, the first re definition of free will is that um, what we think, say, feel, do, whatever, all this stuff is up to us. Nothing that's not in our control is making us do any of what we do. Okay. It doesn't take too much reflection to understand that um, that there are some things that aren't in our control that are making us do what we do. the The easiest way to understand it, because it's the most fundamental, is this process of causality. Everything has a cause. Nothing can happen that is uncaused. Everything is caused. Now, some people might say, well, how do you know everything is caused? I mean, like, do you know the causes of, um, of everything, of everything you think, say, do, and all? And actually, you know, 
the answer to that is actually yes. I mean, we do know the causes, and like, and the idea is like, cause like, here's the, the idea is like, the universe. Let's say you start 13.7 bil billion years ago with the Big Bang. The universe at its first moment was the complete cause, you know, of the universe at the second moment. The reason we know that is like there was nothing else but the universe to cause the second mo moment of its, you know, of its existence. And that second state of the universe, the universe at its second state, was the complete cause of the universe at the next moment, its third state. And what's happening is like, you know, with each state, the particles are just moving outward, essentially. Momentum is propelling them out, you know, and then other forces are like coming into play. But whatever, the, the idea is like our universe evolves moment by moment, state by state, from the Big Bang to today. So now if we want to go backwards, what's the cause of anything you do, anything you think, say, feel, whatever? It's the state of the universe at the prior moment, okay? And what's the cause of that? It's the state of the universe at the moment before that. So, so that's, that's the clearest, most comprehensive, most general way of understanding that we don't have a free will, that, that what we do is not really up to us. Okay, because we can't control that causality. We can't control how the Big Bang evolved, how the, how the universe evolved. Okay, and I'm going to um, I'm going to go through other, you know. There's another. I might as well say it now, and I can explain it more in detail later. But the other reason that our choices aren't really up to us, because when when we say us, we mean our conscious mind. We don't mean those parts of us over which we can't control and we're not not even aware like our, our conscious mind by definition is not either aware of or nor can it control or unconscious okay because you know that's that's just the way it is so or I'll explain that in more detail later <coughs> excuse me okay another definition of free will is like free will means that we are fundamentally morally responsible for what we do, what we think, what we say, everything. And a good way to understand why we're not fundamentally responsible <coughs> is to understand we didn't create ourselves. We did not create ourselves. We did not give ourselves the genes we have. We did not create our physiology, our drives, you know, our, our, our biology and all. And so how does this like refute free will? Let's say you know, in terms of moral responsibility, let's say you were like this, this computer scientist, uh, engineer, and you, you constructed a robot, okay? And, you know, for this example, we're going to hypothetically give this robot free will. I mean, even a robot couldn't have free will, really, but, but in this example, the robot has free will, all right? So you create this robot, you know, with free will, and he escapes from the lab, goes out into a city, and just wreaks havoc. You know, I don't know what he does. He he does a lot, a lot, a lot of crimes, or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so like, so the robot is apprehended, okay? And then then the 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 police authorities discover that you are the creator of that robot, okay? So you're both, maybe not both of you, but certainly you're. You're in front of a judge, you know, because like you're being tried for the for the crimes that that um, the robot you created committed. Now, can you imagine yourself saying to the um, 
to the judge. You know, you can't blame me, judge, because like I created this robot. When I created this robot, I gave the robot free will. The robot can do you know, anything it wants to do. So whatever he did, you can't blame me. You got to blame the robot. <laughs> you think the judge is going to buy that? No, the judge is going to say, listen, I understand the, the, the um, robot has free will, you know, but you created the robot, okay? If, if you hadn't created the robot and given the robot free will, the robot wouldn't have ever done what he did, wouldn't have broken all those laws. So, in life, in reality, we are the robots, and God is the, God is the scientist. God is the computer engineer who created us. So, so just as we like, you know, thank God when, when he has us like do good things and have good feelings and be good and all that stuff, you know, it stands to reason when we don't, he's responsible too. Okay, moral responsibility. So again, because we're not fundamental, because we didn't create ourselves, we're really not fundamentally responsible for anything we do. And that's not to say we don't, quote unquote, hold ourselves responsible pragmatically, because like, you know, something that's very important to remember is like, understanding that nobody has a free will is good because it allows you to be compassionate toward others and toward yourself, you know, to not be so judgmental, you know. But it's not a license to do whatever you want, okay? You can't say to yourself or to others, you know, I don't have a free will, so you can't blame me for anything. You know, you, you can't do that because... Um, well, because, you know, it, it just, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, like, actions have consequences. If you do things that are hurtful, then other people are going to have to respond. Now, naturally, when we respond, we'll respond more kindly, you know, with more understanding. But, again, you can't use the, the excuse that we don't have a free will to do whatever you want, because ultimately you find out pretty quickly that, that um, nature and other people will have to, you know, kind of like impose an order, a rule of law, a kind of a justice. You know, albeit hopefully more kindly if they understand that nobody has a free will, but nonetheless, you know, you just can't be absolved of everything so, so easily like that. All right, another definition. This is from Kant, and I think Hegel, or um, Hume. They say that, like, free will is having the, the will. We don't have free will all the time, but when we have the will that we want to want, that we want, then we have free will. In other words, like, if I want to be happy right now, and I'm happy, then, then that's my free will, okay? But that, you know, that doesn't work, and I'll tell you why that doesn't work. It's like, they're saying that, like, you know, we have a free will when we have the will we want. The problem with that is, like, we don't Having the will we want is not up to us. If I decided to be happy a few mo moments ago, to feel happy, there's a reason for that. There's a cause. And we go back to that first, you know, um, definition, choices are up to us, and the, the uh, refutation that causality prevents it. So causality prevents me from wanting, from having the wants that I want. We don't control our desires. Like, you know, if, if, you, ha if you like certain foods... It's not your choice. You just like, you like them. That's, that's how you are. That's who you are. If you like certain movies, certain books, certain music, certain things, you can't, you don't decide what you like and don't like. 
sometimes again you can like for example let's say let's say you're I don't know let's say you don't really like opera but then all of a sudden you find yourself working in an opera house you know you're an usher or something and you say whoa I better start appreciating this or you know whatever <laughs> so in cases like that yes we can to a certain extent you know revise or change certain kinds of our desires or appreciations and all but that takes time and again even even when we do that when we succeeded that it's really not up to us you know because there's a causality to that, that explains that too okay here's another definition by Kant um, Kant you know he's like supposed to be this brilliant guy but I mean for him to not understand because like he understood that everything has a cause and that's why free will is impossible but he couldn't accept it and like a philosopher especially should be good at overriding you know desire motivated reasoning you know reasoning conclusions based on desire he he felt he wanted to have a free will he felt the free will is necessary so here's a, his other definition free will we don't have free will all the time but we have free will when we make virtuous decisions based on enlightened reasoning okay and I'm not sure these he's were his words these are the words of this guy Baumeister that was defending his position in a paper um, virtuous decisions based on enlightened reasoning all right one the um, a virtuous decision based on deciding enlightened reasoning is no different from any other decision I mean if it's enlightened reasoning we don't get to choose whether we're enlightened or not you know if we were born to a certain family in a certain town in a certain era you know because like think about this like so, so by his definition <laughs> by his definition a caveman uh, uh, a Neanderthal couldn't have a free will because there was no enlightenment back then I don't know <laughs> but like you know you would have to have enlightened reason again the more fundamental reason why this definition you know is easily refuted is because like again you know a decision whether you want to define it as virtuous as enlightened however you want to define it it has causes and and the other the other part I'm gonna to get to last because I'm gonna spend a bit more time on it is that these decisions occur in our unconscious or they're not accessible to our conscious mind okay now some people like some philosophers psychologists understand that um, that causality you know determinism the fact that everything has a cause makes free will completely impossible okay so then they they resort to what's kind of like a semantic a semantic strategy they they frame the question in the way that that makes you think that oh yeah th this is different you know but it's not okay that what they say is like I have a free will if I have if I could have done otherwise like before instead of coming here to do this show you know because my co-host isn't here today I could have called in I could have said you know I um, listen I can't make it my co-host isn't you know coming whatever and you know I'm gonna cancel whatever okay theoretically I could have done that you know theoretically but like why couldn't we have done otherwise why couldn't I have done otherwise because like there's only one universal chain of cause and effect in other words like the state of the universe at the time that decision would have been made 
would have determined that decision, and the state of the universe before that would have determined that. So causality still applies to a decision that I could have theoretically done otherwise, you know. Um, so again, like, you re we really couldn't have done otherwise. In order to, have, to be able to have done otherwise, a few conditions would have to be met. One, we would have to be living in a different universe with a different causal history. You know, the, the universe would have had to have evolved in a different way that would have explained the different decision we would have made. The, another condition would have been that we would have had to have been different people because, again, our conditioning, our experiences, our memories, our biology, all these things explain who we are and how or why we decide what we decide. And there's a third one I forget, <laughs> but just good enough. Right? We couldn't we couldn't have done otherwise, okay? Um, because again, there's only one causal history. Okay, another another definition of free will is that like they some people say like, well, it doesn't matter if it's like your unconscious that's that's caused that's choosing for you. Um, you you're the one who made the decision so you it because you made it then you're like morally responsible you have a free will because you made it okay this this definition is a little scary because that's like let's say like you're someplace and somebody spikes your drink you know with some kind of like chemical agent some kind of drug or something and then you know and you don't you have no knowledge of it right and then like you go out and like commit some crimes or do something right or whatever like no no judge or jury in their right mind with any sense of justice or jurisprudence or anything would hold you responsible for your actions okay because like surely you did them but they weren't under your control you know so that that's the key point here like it doesn't matter that we make the decisions it's like you know the question is what whether we are making these decisions completely free of factors of of principles over which we have no control. And so again, because because all of our decisions have causes and they have causes or whatever, we don't have free will. Okay. The um the last definition that what I'm I'm gonna explain and refute, this will take a little time, is the idea that like, you know, free will is that we make conscious decisions. Okay. So let's see if I can explain this. I, I explained it a, a bit in the last show. Okay, consciousness is awareness. To be conscious is to be aware. Um, what is awareness? Like right now I'm aware of the camera. I'm aware of the one. I'm aware of the lights. I'm aware of myself um, thinking and, and talking and moving. Um, you're aware of listening to me and, and having thoughts about what I'm saying, okay? That's consciousness. To be conscious is to be aware. Now, to be conscious is not to decide. Consciousness is not a decision-making mechanism. Consciousness is limited to awareness. Okay, that's one, one premise. Another thing, like, let's say we make a decision. Okay, again, remember, consciousness is only awareness, and the, the other thing about consciousness, it's kind of like a stream, okay? It's like, right now, I'm aware of the number one, I'm aware of this uh, TV screen, I'm aware of the cameras, and like it flows. It's not like... It's not like with a movie where, like, you see different frames, you know, like, you know, you know, in a in a motion picture, or whatever. 
you know, consciousness flows and it's momentary. Okay, what I'm conscious, when I'm conscious of what I'm conscious of right now, which is like trying to say what I'm saying and looking at the camera, there's all these memories, all this data that's, that is in my mind, but I'm not conscious of it. Okay, why am I not conscious of it? All right. Since the days of hypnotism, psychologists, neuroscientists, you know, doctors have understood that there's a part of our mind that they call the unconscious because it is below the level of conscious awareness. Right now, you know so much stuff. You know, you have so many memories. You have so much knowledge that you're not consciously aware of as you're listening to me, okay? You know it's in there, okay, because that's, you know, but you can't consciously access it, okay? Because, again, it's, if, if, if all this data, these memories, this information is in a part of your mind that um, you're not conscious of, you, you, you clearly can't access the information. So what's happening? What's happening when we make a decision? Okay, think about it. Let's say we, I make a decision about what to say next, okay? And I, I, you know, as I'm saying this, I don't know what I'm going to say next. I'm trying to, like, figure this out. Okay, all these words that I'm using to say what I'm saying next and what I'm saying now, whatever, they're not stored in my conscious mind, again, because consciousness is not a storage, a data storage mechanism. Consciousness is simply awareness. All these words and concepts and ways of saying them and all that are expressing themselves as I say this stuff are in my unconscious. Because, you know, again, I, you know, I wasn't consciously aware of, of, of all this stuff before I said them. You know, I, I don't know where they came from. They came from my unconscious. So <laughs> the idea is like that because all this stuff is in the unconscious, when, we, when I make a decision, when, I, when I'm trying to explain this, there are reasons for why I'm trying to explain this. There are principles that guide why I'm trying to explain this. There, in other words, there are, there are principles and processes by which decisions take place. You know, if there weren't, our decisions would be capricious, arbitrary, and we couldn't ascribe them to a free will because that's not what free will means. Free will means that we would be making purposeful decisions that are reasoned, they're for a reason, you know, we could take credit for them, we would be responsible for them, fundamentally. All right, so here's the thing. So you've got all the data, you know, the language, the concepts, the memories, the reasons, whatever, for all the decision in a part of my mind that I can't access arbitrarily, consciously, because, you know, that's why they call it the unconscious. And if you've got all the data in the unconscious, the principles and processes by which we decide are also the unconscious. It's like when you make a decision, you're not you're not like aware of, huh? I, I made this decision because, like, well, because of this and that, whatever. This stuff that we're, when we decide, I mean, sometimes the unconscious makes us aware of this stuff, but ordinarily we're not. So the basic principle is like, if the data for decisions and the principles and processes by which we make decisions are in the unconscious. That means the decisions must be made by the unconscious. I mean, so everything you decide, everything you think, what happens, what happens, our mind is really the unconscious. You know, our mind is, you know, most fundamentally the unconscious. And what happens is like 
as it processes an information. And the cool thing about our unconscious is like, consciously, consciousness is kind of like linear. You know, we can only think of one thing at a time and all, or at most two or three things we can only be conscious of at a time. But our unconscious can be like aware, because our unconscious is aware of itself in a certain sense, of many things at a time. So like, so you have the unconscious basically you know, sifting through its data base of, of memories, principles, reasons, you know, precepts and all this, making decisions, and then it makes us conscious, aware of what it decided. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like basically, all right, so that, so basically we we um we don't consciously decide anything. We consciously become aware of what the unconscious decided for us because the unconscious is where all our stuff resides and where we decide. Okay. <laughs> Commercial time. All right. Um, because I, I, I've explained this well enough, I think. All right. Now, this, this show's on every Thursday here in White Plains, um, 9 o'clock on Thursday nights, and it, it's also rebroadcast on Wednesdays at 7.30. And, like, we have a, we have a live call-in show produced by my co-host Anel who's not here today but will be here hopefully soon sometime and we do this every Wednesday at 11 p.m. in Manhattan on Manhattan's neighborhood network channel 56 on Time Warner okay um and it's a half hour show when we take calls you know and it's called no free will and so like over the winter we're we're, we're taping live shows every two or three weeks my 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 producer doesn't want to tape anymore. But during the weeks where we're not live in Manhattan, we show one of these episodes. All right? So, so this show's there. Um, if you want to, like, access all these past episodes of these shows, uh, one, if you have iTunes, they're all uploaded to iTunes in MP3 format. But um, just log on to my website at causalconsciousness.com, exploring the illusion of free will. You can Google it. That's probably the easiest way to find it because, like, a lot of times I, I type out consciousness, and then, you know, it's a hard word to type out a lot of times. So, but it's, it's causalconsciousnessoneword.com, and there you'll have, like, you know, again, all these episodes and some other information to just help you explain, you know, understand why we wouldn't have free will. All right. That is all we have time for today. Um, again, in the future, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep explaining this. You know why I'm going to keep, keep explaining this? Because I have no choice. I'm absolutely compelled to do this. It's not up to me. If it were up to me, I might do this. I don't know, but I might do other things. You know, who knows? But um, so anyway, this is this is episode number 113th, and we're going to keep doing more and more of these episodes until everybody gets it right. Okay, this is George Ortega for Exploring the Illusion of Free Will, saying, um, think about this, like nothing, absolutely nothing is up to us. Everything is predetermined by factors outside of our control. I'll see you next time.